Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. Hey guys, welcome into another episode of the Fearless Flipping Side segment that we're calling Conquer Corona. And we've been getting a lot of our guests that have been on the show before, but uh, this one is a brand new one. And we're honestly very, very honored to have uh, Jay Massey on the show. As you can see in his video, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, that uh, at Cashflow Diary, um, he has his own podcast, but he also has an amazing business that uh, just like many has been greatly impacted right now. And so uh, we do want to, you know, get to know you, Jay, and your story a little bit, but we also want to know how you're adjusting with the times here. So uh, without further ado, before we get too deep into this, thank you for being on the show. We do appreciate you. I appreciate you doing it and, and thanks for having me. Hopefully something that we talk about today will inspire somebody to get started, get going or keep going or even go bigger in some way, shape, or form, because there's a lot uh, going on and it's changing, seems like every hour. So, you know, who knows or what, where the, by the time they see this, what, what, they're, what stage of business they're going to be in. But what I do know is that um, there's lots of bright sides if you yes. just take the time to look. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's so many things that we can talk about and I, I do want to keep this as short and to the point just so we can um, keep on, you know, giving sure. people great value, but um, man, we, we're going to have to have probably a follow-up here because I, I feel like there's just so much knowledge that you have to share, but let, let's jump into really quickly. Like, you know, your, your big thing is just like mine, short-term rentals. You have a huge education system of, you know, over a thousand students that you're helping. Um, bring us back to just how you got to this point um, and what brought you into this business. Got it. So uh, to, to be more accurate, it it's cash flow that my thing is cash flow. I, I'm literally asset agnostic. I care about cash flow, but and here's why. When we first got started, my wife and I, we were squatting in bank owned property. She has a condition known as hyperemesis. It means she can't eat or drink when pregnant. And I had a punctured lung, so I was unable to walk and talk simultaneously wow. uh, without fainting. When you put all that together and under the traditional work environment, it just didn't work. So there was no way to earn a income while all of that was going on and all of that was going on simultaneously. And this was slightly before, you know, the 2008, 2009 crash. So we were going through that ahead of time. And, and, and it was then when I began to learn how important being able to generate an income without physically going to work would be. And that, that's what set me focused on. We need cash flow. Everything I should have been doing should have been to build, uh, maintain, protect cash flow. That's what I should have been doing. And I haven't been doing that. How can I make that happen? What, what were you doing uh, that was not cash flow related? 
Uh, well, I was a financial planner, interestingly enough. Uh, so we were helping people with their 401ks. That was our primary business. And I did, in the process of learning this, I did switch to what is known as active money management for a while, which had the hope of building a passive or what they call trail income in that particular industry. Uh, however, it was not building fast enough. And I definitely hadn't been in the industry long enough for that to have built to anything substantial when all of this started happening to us from a health standpoint. Wow. So, I mean, and, and tell me again, what was, what year was that, that all this was happening to you and your wife? Oh, five, oh, six. Okay. 06. Got it. At the end of 06, 07. Yeah. That's kind of when it's, yeah, it was all so of you, that. Stuff. So you have this realization. Um, and then what, what did you do after that? And then of course, what a couple of years later is 2008. So, you know, how, how did all of this progress? It sounds like it was probably a very transitional two years that you had there. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. It was not just transitional, it was transformational. And that's a lot of what individuals right now are facing. You're facing the situations that uh, honestly, that are memories for me today. This echoes what we're currently seeing is, is such an echo of everything that we have already gone through. And, what happened is, we, like I said, we were got to the point to where we're squatting in bank-owned property. So understand, we're evading the police, trying not to get evicted because we do, we're doing everything we can because we don't have any income, hospital, all that stuff is going on. And I was selling our personal possessions on eBay at the time when a friend comes to me and says, you should become a real estate investor, oh which gosh. did not make any sense to me because right. my credit score was 398. And I'm like, dude, I'm squatting a bank owned property. My wife, I don't know, she might die tomorrow. I have no idea what's going wow. on. And I, by the way, I've got no money. So unless you are paying for lunch, uh, I'm not eating. And that's, that was just where it was. And he said to me, well, you need to become a real estate investor. He didn't let what I didn't have stop him. And for whatever reason, I've seen as humans, we tend to let what we don't have stop us. And to be more specific, this was one of the few times in my entire life where I didn't do that, where I didn't let what I didn't know, didn't have the credit that wasn't there, the money that didn't exist, stop me from saying, okay, well, let's go. You're going to have to teach me everything and how to do it with no money and no credit. And he said, okay. And I was like, okay, that seemed weird because I just told him I had no money or credit, but he didn't let my limitations be his. Wow. wow. And... Long story short, I started learning and, and June 18th, 2008, we uh, closed our first transaction. It was a subject to deal in San Bernardino, California. Now, mind you, we are still squatting in bank owned property on this day and we become a landlord. It's the craziest thing ever. I'm like, hold <laughs> on, wait a minute. I am still trying to run from the popo here. And yet I've got a property that I own and I'm working with a property manager to get someone put in it. And we eventually got that thing to about $200 uh, a month of passive income. My mind was tweaked because I had been told what wasn't possible with a 398 credit score. In fact, somebody watching or listening to this, they probably didn't even know it went that low. And, I, you know, hey, all of those things, it was those assumptions that got in the way that honestly have been preventing many of us from creating the value that we've been put on this earth to do. That's, that is incredible. Uh, and I was not aware of that story for you. So, I mean, the fact that you don't even have a stable place to live, but you're helping people find a stable place to live in itself is just like, wow. 
Um, and it, and it, it goes with to mind, my friend. What's that? It messed with my mind in a way that yeah. I, I, I've never recovered from. <laughs> well, it just, it just goes to show you that if you have any limitation, if you have any self-taught limitations right now of, uh, you know, credit or um, I don't know the right connections, I don't have the right people, I'm not good at door knocking, cold calling, whatever it is, like here's a guy right now that we're listening to that didn't even have a place over his uh, roof over his head that he was able to sleep safely at night and finding his first subject to deal. I mean, wow. Just, just real briefly, like how did you find that deal? Uh, take me through that first one. Well, okay. So there's a, a thing that I teach and I tell people that uh, you need to move at the speed of instruction. Okay. And, and all, which I also frame as now o'clock. And the, the part of the challenge is, well, here's the biggest challenge. Too many of us, when we're learning something, we need to be more like Walmart than, than, than anything else. And what I mean by that is Walmart perfected just-in-time inventory. We need to be that way with just-in-time learning. There are certain things or parts of a real estate transaction you just don't need to know yet. Yeah, they, you need to know that they're there, but you don't need to know everything about them yet. So what I was doing is that I would go to a networking event uh, with a group of people and I would say, hey, you know, what do I need to do? How do I do this wholesaling thing? Right. And they tell me, you need to go get a seller to sell you a house. And I go, OK. So I went and did that and I developed a script and then I found a seller who said, yeah, I'll I'm, I will sell you the house. Great. And then I went back to them and said, OK, cool. I found someone. She said, yeah, she's willing to sell the house. And then they they looked at me like, OK, cool. Uh, where's your contract? I'm like, you didn't tell me to get a what, contract. Yeah, what contract? <laughs> you didn't. You said go get a seller. I found. Okay, so what? All right, give me the paperwork. What do I need? And then I left and went back to her and said, "Okay, cool. Here's the document." And she's like, "What do we do with that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And then I went back. Okay, cool. We don't know how to fill this out. Can someone help me? And then they showed me where to put my name. I mean, it was literally. I didn't need to know until I needed to know, and I just right. operated that way. Yeah, because. There was no benefit to me understanding all of it at that moment. I had to feed my family and, and, and there's no motivator like uh, hunger, like a, not, not a hunger for a desire or something great. I'm talking if we didn't close something, we didn't eat. Understand, that's why we were selling stuff on eBay. It was I have to sell something every day because if the money doesn't come the next day, we don't eat. There was no like, there was no float. There was no room. There was no nothing. And I was, and operating from that standpoint, what happened is that I got that first deal done. And, and then you, you realize real estate's a skill. I mean, right now, especially right now, if the marketplace were awarded us for, I don't know, tying shoes you, you, and you got $50 for every shoe you tied, you know what you'd be doing right now? You'd be tying shoes. <laughs> That's what you would be doing. Sure. In fact, some yeah. some people would like try to give away the shoe for free just so you could tie it, right? Yeah. You would find a way to tie shoes and get paid for doing so. But that that's not the skill set the marketplace rewards uh, that much or greatly. So that's what I learned is that it's a game. It's like any other game. And all of us can learn to play a game. One, once we realize we're playing a game. Two, once we've been told the correct rules 
to play the game. And three, after we have practiced, drilled, rehearsed at playing the game. And that's it. That, that That's really what it has been my entire real estate career is going from strategy to strategy as a solution for the new evolution uh, or a problem that was put in front of me. You know, yep. the beginning, we needed to eat. So wholesaling. And then after we did our first one, three weeks later, we literally did 10 more in one week. And you want to talk about a mindset tweak. It's like, how do you go from, you know, annual income of 40, 50,000 to then 20,000 a week? It, it was yeah. wow. really strange. Yeah. And that money came just in time because literally the Friday I picked up those checks, the um the 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 sheriff finally put the notice on the door letting us know that they would be there on Monday. Wow. It was man, I can't even begin to tell you. It was crazy. But we wow. figured out how to move that weekend. <laughs> yeah. God, I mean, uh, you know what I love and what's what's so like similar to what you're talking about in the times that we're in right now is you were just finding ways to survive the best that you knew. Um and I mean, the, what, what I love, I've never heard that just in time uh, instruction, but it's such a good way to be able to put it because, you know, you, you and I both deal with students who, you know, <laughs> it's the, you know, paralysis by analysis. I got to know everything before I go out there. And, and I was the same way. I just right. needed to have someone by my side that I, if I didn't have the answer, they had the answer. Um, right. Or I had to trust myself to be able to find the resource on YouTube um, and, and it sounds like you're the same way. So uh, that, that's well, amazing. That, and that's the thing. It's um, you, it's like it's fear is really what it is. And it's fear that disguises itself. Fear comes in various different forms, disguises itself in various different ways. Because if you would ask us, ah, are you afraid? No, no, no. I'm being wise. I'm doing the prudent thing. No, ultimately, you're afraid. And, and what I have learned over the man tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of, of entrepreneurs that we have trained um, on stage, podcasts, all this other stuff, is when we're afraid, any excuse will do, we'll point at the easiest thing that we can. And if our friends will justify that one, we'll go, yes, that's it. Whatever the ones that your friends will justify will be the one that you go, yeah, that's why you did not make it. And the challenge is, you have to ask yourself, did anyone on the planet, any human ever, overcome the thing that you're pointing at as the reason you can't succeed? And if the answer is yes, then it's not the thing. That, that's not it. Yeah. That's the only way to have a valid excuse. Has anyone ever overcome job loss and started a business? Yes. Well, then that's not, the, that's not it. Has anyone ever started a business with bad credit? Yeah. Well, that's not it. Has anyone ever started a business with no money? Yeah. Well, I guess that's not it either. And that's hard to do because it requires you to be willing to take responsibility. Mm, yeah, uh, that's so many good things right there, man. Um, and I think right now, especially with the transition that we're all going through and learning how to survive and thrive right now, mm -hmm. um, there are people that are thriving right now and you just got to right. find them and you got to find out what they're doing. Right. And you got to have that mentality right there that you're talking about, which is, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, if someone else has done it, I can do it. And I got to find that person and I got to follow them and see how they did it. Um, right. So 
I, I guess that's a good time to ask, what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> totally understood. Well, again, it's an understanding of what is the problem. First, you have to understand what the problem is. The first issue around the whole short-term rental world is that most individuals uh, believe that, the, and they say it still to this day, they say things like, oh, I do Airbnb, or I have an Airbnb business, or uh, people stay at my Airbnb. And that, the, it sounds like it's small, but it's huge. It's a change in thinking. And that change in thinking begins to unlock opportunity because if you have an Airbnb business and then Airbnb goes away or lets you down or disappoints you in some way, does that mean you're done? And for some people, that's what it has meant to this point is that was it. That was their business. And I'm like, no, you you don't have an Airbnb business. You have a short term rental business. Yes. And let's yes. be really transparent and clear, specifically to those of you in the U.S. who are freaking out right now. The short term rental world has been around in the United States since the Civil War. Let me tell you how I know this. Because banks used to, as a requirement to make sure that you could get the loan, they forced you to have a second dwelling on the property so that they knew you could make the rent. So let's start with that. They didn't have an Airbnb. They didn't even have like a newspaper. They didn't have half the stuff we have today. Yeah. And the business has been around since then. So, yeah, I'm with you. It was it a shock to the system to go to sleep one night, wake up the next and see, I think it was like a, a 117 cancellations. Yeah, that was not fun. I did not enjoy that day. <laughs> <laughs> OK, it was not like, wow, look, there goes 80 grand. OK, <laughs> what yeah. are we going to do now? I'm like, I don't know. I'm still watching it fall away. Help me figure out what's going on, you know. But does that mean has that removed the fundamental need for what we do? No, that's the thing that we as entrepreneurs need to be paying attention to. When you build a business, is there a need, keyword need, for your product? Meaning housing. Yep. The answer is yes. In fact, all across the U.S., we're being told and forced to stay inside now. So exactly. they need a place to go. Exactly. They could be your place. Hey guys, thanks for listening as always, and I'm glad that you continue to support with each and every download and subscription and share. One of the things that I want to ask you, though, is where are you listening to me from right now? I know some of you, maybe you're on a treadmill, maybe you're washing dishes, maybe you're walking that dog, and some of you are actually in a vehicle driving right now. One of the fun things that you can do, get some of your time back, is begin to living a car-free existence. But even then, it can be a little complicated. So one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to go over to Zipcar. Go to joinzipcar.com forward slash cash flow diary. It's a way that I am able to still go get a car just for a few hours very, very simply so that if I have a lot of errands to run and sheets to drop off and running to the short-term rentals or if I just want to go for a long trip up to LA and back, etc., I can rent a car for a very, very short period of time. And the cool part is I don't even have to pay for any gas. Again, go to joinzipcar.com forward slash cash flow diary. And 
you know, I, without going too much into how I'm doing it, because all my audience knows, I, I have seen more of a need right now locally than ever, yeah. which is really encouraging to see how many people we're helping. But where are you, where are you getting right now the, the ability to fill your places? Is it in Airbnb? Are you going outside of that? Like, what are you doing to adjust with all this? Got it. I would, uh, so I would never remove um, an, an opportunity, meaning, yeah, we're still on all of the marketplaces. We have always been marketplace diversified outside of just uh, Airbnb. So uh, we're still on the Airbnbs of the world, the booking.coms, the home aways. Uh, I believe we're onboarding now TripAdvisor uh, as well. We're also adding to like two or three more uh, other channels that are also online, some that specialize in business travel and, and various other things. But we're, we're just onboarding them now as opposed to later in the year when we were planning on doing it. I mean, it's stuff that we should have been doing anyway, and now we're just doing it today. Uh, we've also begun to take out uh, uh, advertisements uh, with, again, we do a when we go through our process of determining who it is that we want to serve, which is, by the way, the most important question to ask, we have a questionnaire that's uh, it's about 45 um, questions long that every student fills out that we fill out to understand one person. And then we pick three different types of people. Well, as you go through that, it tells you how to get in front of that person and the tools and the resources that you might need to get in front of that person. So we're starting to do additional uh, online uh, advertising that's uh, obviously very targeted, etc., because we know exactly who it is that we're looking for. Uh, we've done coupons already to existing. I mean, here's a very easy, low-hanging fruit. If you've been doing this for any length of time, send every person. Hey, for your referral, we will gladly give you 5, 10, 15 percent off nice. or 50 dollars off or something. Because here's what I know. You don't send it. You're guaranteed zero people. Yep. You send it and out and you maybe you send 10,000 and only one comes back. That's one more than you had before. Right. Uh, a lot of the companies that have of, of individuals who have already stayed with you. Guess what? They're, they still are. Some of them are essential businesses and you need to be in front of them as well. We've talked to hotels um, in the area because maybe you saw that same news article I saw, but I saw that Marriott was shutting down. I'm like, cool. If they're shutting down and running a skeleton crew, here's what I know. I know that they've done a good job marketing and people who are looking for a place to stay are going to still go there no matter what, because that's just how much marketing they've done. So maybe what I should do is give the skeleton crew a flyer so that they can hand it to the person that they're now turning away. Mm, that's oh, good. There's an idea. So, I mean, I've got, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of things and at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, do you understand the problem that has happened? See, it's not like the business is bad. What happened is the person who has the need doesn't have your number. That's the problem. That is fundamentally a marketing problem. And wow, because we previously were marketing a completely different way, if there was no need, uh, no perceived need, for us to do anything differently. So we didn't, right? Many of us didn't. And what ended up happening is a single point of failure. And then it broke. And because it broke, now you're being forced, and it, especially because all, everything got canceled. See, it wouldn't have been so bad if it all didn't get canceled and right. we couldn't replace them. 
So it's more the replacement part that hurts than the cancellation. So let's be very clear about that. And if it had been slowly canceled or or slowly the spigot of replacement was t- turned off, it would you you wouldn't be feeling this. the The only reason you're feeling what you're feeling is because you don't have a plan of attack to be able to replace what was missing because you think you had an Airbnb business. And what we've been instructing people to do and devising and, and showing them how to do is how to build a stronger business by developing your own marketing channels and relationships in a very, very direct way uh, to the point to where now we're beginning to talk to, believe it or not, some of the local city governments because they've got firefighters and, and policemen who need a place to quarantine. And when they get extra people from outside of the area, they currently have them sleeping on cots and all this other stuff. And they're like, we can't have our guys doing that. And I'm like, I agree. They need to stay with us. So it's it's all of those things. Well, it's all of those things. And 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 but that comes from understanding what we do. We provide housing. Yes. On a temporary basis. So this isn't the new business, guys. We just have to go do it differently than what you were doing before. You well, I think up, I think Jay, this is yeah, this is really where we're gonna see who is an Airbnb host and who is an entrepreneur doing a short term rental business. Right. You know? Absolutely. I think this, honestly, for people like you, myself, uh, the serious people that are out there that are serious about this business, um, we're, we're seeing the weak being weeded out right now. Um, right. Because. Exactly. exactly. I, and, and you know what? Like right now, uh, I am to weather the storm, putting everything month to month, but I'm keeping intentionally two of my listings on Airbnb strictly just to see. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's let's see what happens here. And I think, I want to know what you think on this, but I think when all this goes away and there's still going to be lag time, there's still going to be all this, you know, the economy is going to be hit, the real estate is probably going to be hit, all this stuff afterwards is going to have some lag time. But we're going to see in areas, I keep telling everyone, we're going to see if you had a thousand active rentals in your market, you're going to see 600 active rentals in your market. You're going to see the people go away, which means that now that demand is back for travel, but the supply is less. And when that's the case, what happens? You get to raise your rates. You get to charge more. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be, not only is that going to be a window of opportunity, but what people really aren't realizing, especially those who are running or leaving right now, is um, if you're running, say, the arbitrage model like we teach and do and totally understand, makes perfect sense. you if you try to leave or if you're leaving you're in essence communicating not only to that landlord but to the marketplace hey when it gets tough you can't count on me because uh i'm gone that's what you're saying which unfortunately on the other end is actually going to make it a tiny bit more difficult uh for us to get deals or it's going to make it more difficult for some to get deals uh, when it comes to, you know, working with landlords, because now landlords are going through it, too, and they're going to develop an opinion or a thought process about the mm. last operator they worked with. And if that operator just up and left town and said, oh, well, all I got is a lease and I'll see you later, mm, that's going to be a problem, honestly, for, for all of us. But for those who stay, that's also going to work to your advantage because you will be able to demonstrate and say and show, well, here's what we did 
I mean, yeah, we we didn't pay all of the rent on time during that phase. But here's how here's the plan we came to. Here's how we made it up. And here's what we did. And by the way, if you want, you can still talk to them. They'd, they'd be a great referral yeah. uh, and let you know how we operate. So, so if if I'm reading this correctly, all your business, you're not leaving any. You're you're keeping all your stuff. You're not offloading anything. Not only am I not offloading, but if, uh, if as we continue to develop this relationship with uh, local and city governments, we'll have a need to actually expand right now. That's because great. we don't have enough units to be able to help all of the first responders. Hmm. We don't. So the person who's listening right now that's thinking I was just about to get into Airbnb or I was just about to get into short-term rentals. See, even I got to change my mindset and and say that. (laughs) I was just just about to get into short-term rentals, but then, you know, this stuff happened and, you know, everyone around me is pausing. I got to pause. And what do you say to that person right now? Keep going. I mean, it was your plan before. It doesn't change. Uh, because it, what what does need to evolve though is your perspective. See, you were your perspective was it was going to be I don't know easy. I wasn't going to have to work. Uh, it uh, that that'll all right. That's fine. I can I think I can do that. And you were hoping the entrepreneurial waters was this like sea of calm with no storms. And that everything, the path was going to be laid for you and it was going to be simple. And that's just not it. Now, what's funny about it, what's ironic, what I find ironic is you were willing to go, you would be willing to go if all this hadn't happened and you had your budget planned out and all that other stuff. You were ready, excited. I can do this. Even though there was going to be 40% more competition than there would be now, even though Pricing is going to be 40% less now, meaning things are now on sale, especially labor. So you got to understand and think like an entrepreneur. We organize resources to productive use. One of those resources is labor. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people who are looking for an income. Supply and demand. It's very, very simple. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not excited that they lost their job, although I'm excited for them now that they have a chance to choose, hopefully differently for them, what works. But now it won't be so hard to find a cleaning crew. Good Lord, you have no idea what that was like. And now it should be easier and cheaper. You know why? Because they don't have anything else to do. That's so good. That I mean, that's a perspective that I haven't even thought of yet. And to have that brought up, that, that's like a no-duh, like, oh my gosh, why, why didn't I think about that? But when, and you talk about handymen, you talk about cleaning people, you talk about All of uh, a- anyone. I mean, it, it, teaching someone how to take over communication for, for your guests. I mean, there, there's so many people right now that need work. That's the good. best part of this is... The best part, which is also the worst part, it's a double-edged sword, but it's affecting everybody. No one can point to someone else and go, ooh, look what you did. (laughs) You know, glad I'm not you. No, we are all in it. That means everywhere, which is a comfort at the same time because you're not the only one. You don't feel singled out like you're the only one struggling. Everybody, everyone. 
I mean, there's so many things that are coming to the surface that you I can't even begin to tell you or imagine. In fact, even if you come back and watch, you're watching it today, come back a week from now and see how much has changed week to week, <laughs> you know? Because every entrepreneur on the planet is undergoing this right now. What does that mean? They're retooling, they're changing. They're going, hmm, that's a weakness I never thought of having before. How can I change the way we work? I'm seeing even auto manufacturers. I don't know if you guys have seen this commercial, but it was crazy. They are literally selling cars, delivering them to you, four months, no payment, 0% loan. Like, okay, hold on. Yeah, they've made an adjustment because they still got to sell a car, <laughs> you know? The, wow. My yep. point is simple. This is an opportunity. And yes, it, it's going to take work. See, it, it didn't take as much work. It's going to take more mental, emotional work. When the tide is going with you, wonderful. Doesn't take that much work. But right now, that mental, emotional, social norm is way, way contrary to the things that I'm saying right now. Can't even imagine like what the dislike count is going to be on this video. But it's going to be <laughs> interesting because it, but it doesn't make it not true. That's the funny part. And what it comes down to is when you've got that up here, you've got to then protect it. The number one thing, all of you who would be entrepreneurs, existing ones, you must protect your mindset. Your people need you. Every job uh, that you currently offer needs you to protect your mindset. Every person you currently house needs you to protect your mindset. The decisions you make right now will, are going to have ripple effects uh, because that many people are depending on you for various things and you have to be there for them, whatever it takes. And it's going to take more than it did before to keep your mindset going in the correct direction. It's not just going to happen. Yep. So, yeah, no, Jay, this has been so good, man. Um, so many good takeaways, so many things that I think right now that um, a lot of people probably coming to this video, uh, we're expecting to hear something else about the short-term rentals industry. And I think are now listening oh. to this and saying, man, maybe it is time for me to just get over my um, whatever's, you know, my limitations, my fears, my, uh, just made up things in my mind and just go for it. And so I want to know for their sake, you know, if they want to continue to just pour into the things that you're talking about right now on any channels, any websites, what, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, if you type cashflow diary into anything, it's us. <laughs> okay. So cashflow diaries that, that, that'll cover that. But very specifically for those of you who are like ready to move forward and, and trying to figure that out, we created a calculator because I like working off of goals, meaning asking good questions like how many units does it take for you to retire? If you don't know uh, and you want to find out, go over to cashflowdiary.com forward slash how many units. It's going to ask you some questions. You put in the information. Very simple. And then it's going to say, oh, in order for you to retire, you're going to need this many number of units. See, once you have that crystallized number in your head, that that goal is going to work on you and it's going to haunt you and it's going to remind you. You're like, man, I only need what? That can't be that hard. And you're right. It's not, quote unquote, that hard to actually do. And that's exactly what I want for you. I want you to know what that is so that every time you choose to keep getting on the freeway to go to work and complaining about your two weeks of vacation 
that you remember the goal is there and it's very, very obtainable. It's just waiting on you to become the person that you should be. So again, that's cashflowdiary.com forward slash how many units. How many units? Okay, awesome. We're going to have that in the show notes too. If you're watching on the YouTube video, we'll have that down in the description. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for helping our audience to conquer Corona today and survive and thrive during these very uncertain times. I'm inspired. I know they are too. So thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. 